You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Jester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. I say always, but Wheels, we've missed two out of the last three weeks. Yeah, yeah, as uh, we used to be always. I don't know what happened. It's like once Cal Ripken misses one game. Yeah, you just mentioned Cal Ripken in all your you podcasts. Know, can, yeah, like uh, games that, you know, he, could, he, could, he doesn't have to play a night game after a day game, all that stuff. Yeah, no, you're right. That's the problem. Game. You miss one, and yeah, you really lose the momentum. Um, I think we, we've gotten, we've been so busy pra- uh, planning for this ridiculous trip to Minnesota that we haven't had time to record. Also, I keep saying to you, like, can we talk about the NBA? Like, the NBA Finals, you weren't interested. The NBA Free Agency, you weren't interested. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, Anthony Davis gets traded, you're not interested. So, you won't let me talk about the NBA. Well, I don't think any of those things are, are uh, a standalone. Yeah, you're right. No, nobody's talking about the NBA. So, it's not a big topic of conversation. They are, but this is not an NBA show at all. This is a football show, and we. No, I, I feel like if you're a sports fan, there's you've had a lot of opinions about the NBA in the last couple of weeks, and it's about to get more crazy in the next week or so. So, all right. So then maybe next week, if it's crazy, we could do like a July first. You know, here's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, unless podcast, it involves Kawhi Leonard, you're not interested in talking about it. Well, I hate Kawhi Leonard, but he he's not my problem anymore. <laughs> what What's your prediction? Is he Is he staying with the Raptors? Is he going to the Clippers? I think he stays. I th- I, there's, I, I think he stays. I think the Clippers have like a 30% shot and the Raptors have. And do you think that those percentages were changed as a result of the, the win and the way that he was embraced, et cetera? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Definitely helped it. Absolutely. I think he realizes now he's the king right. forever there. Okay. Now, you, instead of uh, discussing uh, actual news, you wanted to do a bracket this week. I mean, if you want to talk more NBA, we can talk about, like, the Lakers, how insane it is that the Lakers have the best uh, championship odds when they they have a legitimate chance to miss the playoffs with the roster they currently have. Well, they have. don't have a roster I mean, right now. They have three players. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying, like, they, you know, if Davis, who's frequently hurt, gets hurt, they miss the playoffs with a much better roster than they currently yeah. have. Well, well they, they, they are the most, and now we are allowed to talk about it, they are the most extreme stars and scrubs version ever. I mean, this is like what you do in a fantasy auction. You have three max players, yeah. and then you fill the roster with $1 guys. Well, you think Kuzma's a max player? Or you're okay, assuming so, so they get if, a third if we're doing this, well, yeah. first of all, I do guy. assume that they're going to get a third guy, whether it's Jimmy Butler or somebody else. So that's number mm-hmm. one. But number two, yeah. I mean, they could use a point guard on the roster also. Well, point. they don't have a point guard on the roster. It hurt. I'm saying uh, they could oh, use it. It would be helpful, be yes. You said, sign Jimmy Butler. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. If you were them, would you think about Kemba, the, our, our old school I would. Guard? I would rather have Jimmy Butler than Kemba Walker. 
Yeah, sure. But would you if Jimmy Butler goes elsewhere? They well, first of all, they're not going to be able to afford a max Kemba. guy because, you know, Polinka screwed up and, and the trade's going to go through. But Kemba might be so desperate to be relevant that it's po- wouldn't he possibly take less money to go to the Lakers? Yeah, I don't It's just the level of incompetence. Uh, and you're a fan of the Mets, so you're dealing with a similar situation. Like, there's a reason that agents don't become GMs, right? Agents understand what they understand, but they don't understand. Yeah, I, this is blowing up after. It's funny because the Mets chose... Uh, Brody Van Wagenen over uh, over uh, Chaim Bloom. Uh, yeah. Chaim Bloom. And it, listen, Chaim Bloom is now in a in a the other worst scenario in baseball in Tampa Bay. Like that team might be playing Half their in, games in Montreal, know, Jamaica. Yeah. Next now, can year, we like, talk about your Mets for a second? Uh, so your your pitching coach is older yeah. than your grandfather, right? Uh, no, your, your, man, your manager makes uh, bullpen decisions based on getting wins uh, for his uh, starting pitchers. Yes. <laughs> Not wins, not wins. Uh, he was concerned about yeah. his ERA, the inherited uh, run. Your manager, by the way, a- a- and your bullpen are getting in fights with reporters. No, beat it, like basically yeah. beating up reporters. Or, yeah. or and this or is a team person. that you are traveling halfway across the country to watch play a team. With, uh. No, I'm watching coming across <laughs> to watch the Twins. I want to see the Twins OPS records. Yeah, no, happen yeah. in action. We'll tell our children. Then we saw the Twins, who had a 962 team. Now, our yes. seats, I think, are uh, pretty good Mets. for one of the games. They're so close that if, if some of the player sweat rubs off onto us, we may test positive for uh, HGH ourselves. Is that true? We're that close to the field? Well, I don't know. You've just games? been complaining to me about how the way the Twins are hitting, they must all be on HGH. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's for sure. Uh, also, like this is a, this is a bad time for me to record. One, we have uh, the USWNT. Uh, in a in a nail biter in the second half of the of the World Cup mm-hmm. round of sixteen against yeah. Spain, and also I don't know if you know this, you definitely don't. I have a new obsession, and it's taking up most of my time. Um, somebody wrote into Robin Akiva and said you guys should cover the show Ninety Day Fiance. Are you familiar with it? No, but I think the title uh, implies what it may be about. <laughs> Well, what do you think the title is based on Based on the title? Because I didn't know what it was, and then I asked someone, and then I looked into it, and now like it's all I've been doing. I've been binging and binging and binging at these last uh, few yeah. days. So what uh, What do you think the show is, just based on the title, 90 Day Fiance? Well, you meet somebody, you get married to them within three months. No, but tell me the premise of the show. Did I not just get it correctly? You tell me the What's premise the, of the show. Well, yeah, I mean, but are they meeting them on the show? Like in the I, show setting them up because there's a show Married at First Sight, where they literally. Uh, it's funny nobody talks about the show Married at First Sight because like f- 20 years ago it would have been like the craziest thing in the history of the world. Like they literally, it's a blind date marriage, and like the majority of them don't work, but there's literally like seven or eight couples that have had children that are like still together and have children have children tough. from the show. Like it's much more successful. Yeah, I'm saying it's much more successful than say The Bachelor, which is doesn't very the current Bachelor have a secret like, girlfriend or something? I saw that on Twitter today. I think it's one of the. I don't watch it, but I think it's one of the guys on on the Bachelorette has, yeah. a, has a girlfriend or had one on the okay. show. But he just. I think the issue there was that the the girlfriend went to the media because he he like ghosted her when he came back from the show. I think that's the that that was what I read on the New York Post. So uh, no, basically it's people who met. It, it's sort of catfish without the catfish. It's like people who meet one of the couple. One member of the couple is American. One member of the couple is from overseas, and they. Uh, the, then the other member of the couple generally comes to the United States and they have 90 days to get married because of the visa okay. situation. Where if you marry your spouse in 90 days, they can stay. Now, does the American Trump state. administration know about this show? Well, it's funny because I'm watching the sixth season and it's become a plot point. 
because one of the guys is dating a Russian and she can't come because they're not giving any visas. So that there's six couples on the show, but that's the one of the six couples where they're actually in Moscow. Like uh, you could tell like the producers clearly intended for that show to be in Maryland or wherever the guy's from. But like they had to like scramble and go to Moscow um, for the birth of the of the Russian girl's baby. Um, And then another one uh, was from there was a second time the Trump stuff came up. So it does get mentioned in the show, even though obviously this is like a very middle America, you know, like not trying to insult Trump Mm -hmm. type of show on on TLC. Um, So, uh, yeah, no, it's amazing. It's it, it, it is, you know, like three days ago, I didn't know what it was. And now, like, I will die if I find out that, like, uh, that, you know, what, what network produces the show? TLC. Okay. It has, it, it, like, uh, it's, I, I just watched the whole sixth season. And the problem is every episode is two hours. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, so even if you're just watching the show, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's like, there's no, there's no chance I will ever watch episode. it. So let's move on. Do you know what they do also that's very insulting? I, I don't know if you watch enough reality TV to do this. Like, luckily, like, the shows I, like, usually, like, Survivor do not do this, which is they go to break with a cliffhanger, and then they show you, like, the previous 20 seconds after they come back from break. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah, where yeah. they, they yeah. like, rehash. So that's like, why it's right, two like, hours. It's so yeah. insulting to yeah. the viewer. Especially if you're watching yeah, without commercials. A, yeah, oh, it's... Yeah, I mean, you could, you know, after a few times, you know very easily to fast forward it, but it's still like very insulting to the viewer where they have, they'll go like, and they don't even go five seconds back. They go back 20 seconds. Sometimes they show you something they didn't even show you before the break. Like don't, you know, I have no problem going to a commercial break on a cliffhanger, but don't re-show me the things that, and also if it's a big scene in the show, you've also seen it on the, like all the reality shows do like tonight on this show and they show you 80% of the action in the, in the like, here's what's coming up tonight. Which I don't like either. I skipped that. So if I have any uh, ninety day stands out there, it seems to be very popular. So uh, hit me up and we can uh, we can. Uh, oh, we have a missive for Mike Francesa on the on the Mickey Callaway Jason Vargas situation. There will be statements this afternoon. You have a you have a phone near the, your computer that is making yeah, a lot of my noise wife is calling. There. Can I answer it or no? Yeah, well, you can answer it, but t- well, who calls someone right, in twenty nineteen? This is insane. Hello. Ask Jen if she likes 90 Day Fiance. There's this guy yelled at for nothing. (laughs) No, I know. By the way, you have like a much better marriage than me, but you also somehow get yelled at way more than I do. Well, I think you've managed (laughs) to lower expectations, so. Yeah, she doesn't even care enough to yell. That is true. Are you you cutting this all out? I don't know. Basically, Jen is mad because. She didn't answer your 90 Day Fiance. She's mad because we keep. Text her and ask her. uh, Whatever. Let's just just move on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. so, all right, where were we before I uh, got called and yelled at? I don't know. I was talking about 90 Day Fiance. I'm watching the U.S. women's soccer, hopefully not lose to Spain. Let's get into today's okay. topic at hand. So, oh, by the way, we mentioned on, if, if there are any 32 fans only listeners, don't listen to Robin Akiva, we, uh, we mentioned what we're doing. We, we, we finalized the yes. food bracket, right? We haven't announced it on the podcast. Yeah. But, uh. We are we are renting out a Ben and Jerry's store, and we are doing the yes, ice cream. Yes, we're store. eating all the ice creams. Now, uh, the two sorbets are not kosher, but everything else is kosher there, right? Everything right. else is kosher. Now, the so sorbets, we'll, anyway, know, were not in the bracket. They were in a play-in. Yeah, I think we got to get rid of the play-in. We got too much. We got. Well, I was. Just, I think they stay in that. I think they stay in that play-in, and if they advance, just you know, the other tasters taste it. Who are we to no, eliminate no. something from Ben and Jerry's? Yeah. It might be the best flavor at Ben and Jerry's. 
99% of their customers can yeah, enjoy it. No, we're not doing that. Right. We're not doing well, We got to get rid of the play and stuff. We, we have to get to a baseball game by 12 o'clock. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, I should be more interested in going to that baseball game than you. But all right. Let's. Okay. So what's today's podcast? Well, they know. It's because it's the title okay. of the show. Let's not pretend like people. I hate when podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Well, what's the okay, we'll discuss it. Discuss why you came up with this idea. Well, I just we had no idea, and I thought like well, let's do something Minnesota related. Wait, should we not do this because like would this be a good thing to possibly put on the live show or no? I don't think this is up Rob's alley, right? Uh, you'd have to ask that to Rob. I don't know. Was this a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> should we? Should we? I don't think he'd be okay. interested. So in that. we'll do it here, and and he'll listen to this, and he'll say, "Oh, you know, Keith, that would be okay. great for the live show. You ruined it, and you, you yeah, well, too bad yeah. for him." Oops. Well. I, Ooh, you okay, almost enough, gave a enough. Oh, wow. Well, what are we doing today? Why yeah. are we doing this? Uh, greatest Minnesotan brag. Because we've done Greatest Living American, okay. Worst Living American. Uh, but I figured in honor of uh, our, our uh, trip to Minnesota, um, and if you're listening to this today, it's the last day to get yeah. baseball tickets. Uh, in honor of our trip to Minnesota, and the first day to get Robin Akiva Need a Podcast, Neva, uh, Need a Podcast live tickets, uh, we're going to have th- the 32 greatest Minnesotans of all time, and you and I are going to decide. The only problem is we don't have a... A person to right. like well, a we'll, we'll, we'll cross up it when we come to it. All right. So you asked me to make a bracket. I made it in like five minutes. Um, let me just give some okay. um, some of those who also also receiving Omissions? votes. All right. Okay. Can we put someone also receiving votes in if it's just like super sure. egregious? Yeah. If, if you find somebody really uh, who okay. needs to be in there. All right. So I have uh, Terry Gilliam, who's uh, the okay. only American member of Monty Python. A uh, very funny guy. Uh, okay. Mitch Hedberg. And- if he's one of the 32 yeah. best Minnesotans... Well, no, these, that's why these are honorable mentions. These are people who I like, but okay. Um, okay. Mitch Hedberg, one of my favorite comedians. Uh, you know, not going to make it. Uh, okay. Thomas Friedman, uh, um, what, like, the, so despised by, like, the Chapo sort of hard left crowd um, for some reason, but uh, New mm-hmm. York Times, long-time New York Times writer. Uh, Chuck Close... Well, you ever noticed that since since the... since the uh, Well, Chuck Closerman's from North Dakota. Yeah. Why? Well, I, he Canada spent a lot of his time in Minnesota, and, you know, he lived on the border. Oh, that's right. how pathetic your state is. You need to find people who no. went to oh, college. No, oh, if we're including college, there's a, yeah. I don't All even right, know if anyways. you went to college. Um, okay. Um, uh, wait, no. Um, by the way, I was thinking about like people like Thomas Freeman and Maureen Dowd. I feel like Twitter killed them. Like I've never seen one person share their columns, even like Nick Kristoff, since since like Twitter got big. Like the op-ed columns like used to yeah, matter so much. Yeah, he, yeah. Now I mean, they're Thomas totally Freeman irrelevant. was bigger in 2002 than he is in 2019. That's true. Like they none of these people are online because the Times pays them a stupid amount of money yeah. to do nothing. They write like three tiny columns a week or two tiny columns a week, and so they they're like too rich for Twitter, and they don't have fan base or followers. Nobody cares what they say anymore. They have no influence except for in like a few dorky circles right. on the upper. Okay, side. Uh, carrying along here, uh, Roger Maris, uh, you know, nice guy, had a home run record for a short period of time. Yeah, from North Dakota. Uh, okay. Harmon Killebrew. Oh, Ann Landers, Chris Pratt. Was this like? Is this a? Is this a no, regional from, thing? Like none who's of these not people from are from Minnesota. Roger Maris is famously from North Dakota. When Sports Illustrated did the fifty greatest athletes from all fifty states, Roger Maris is not a Minnesotan athlete. He's a right, North Dakota. Why was he on this list? Hold on. It's probably anybody who's ever been to Minnesota. We're going to be able to be on this list in a week. All right, uh, Akiva. Uh, Roger Maris was born in Hibbing, Minnesota. His family later moved to North Dakota. He played high school baseball in North Dakota. Yeah, so that's where he grew up. So he's North Dakotan. That's why he's counted as North Dakotan. I feel like where you went to high school, generally, unless you're like an AU basketball player. I mean, look, uh, you know, people move at different stages in life, and it's where they make their base. You know, 
you live in Israel. There wasn't an Israeli prime minister who lived in Israel for the first 50 years of the country's existence. They all were born in other countries, but they chose to make their lives in Israel. So would David Ben-Gurion and Golda Meir not count among the greatest Israelis? Like, So yeah, do you count where somebody's born? Do you count where they moved to? I mean, you know, these are all open questions, but th- that's among the reasons why I did not put Roger Maris on the list. I gave him honorable mention. He's born in Minnesota. He moved away. Okay. Harmon Killebrew, the opposite, uh, not mm-hmm. born in Minnesota, born in Oklahoma, I think, but uh, uh, moved, moved to Minnesota. All right, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's on this right. list just because he's like making twenty million dollars a movie, but I've I don't really care about him. No, no he could a, be up there. He's the, right. he, if he's a real yeah. Minnesotan. No. Okay, uh, Bud Minnesota. Grant is like very beloved in Minnesota. Obviously, um, you know he played for the Lakers in the NBA. He played for the Eagles, and of course he was a Hall of Fame coach for the Vikings. But listen, buddy, uh, when you go zero four in Super Bowls, uh, you're not making the greatest list. You got to win a Super Bowl. Chris Pratt, by the way, you know where he's from? He's from Virginia, Minnesota. Yeah, it's you a know small where that town. is? I know where it is. Um, all right. Uh, the next one on my honorable mentions list is I was just sort of scrolling through a list of Minnesotans, I, and I only. Well, no, but how about this? Chris Pratt, when he was three years old, Chris Pratt worked for Jews for Jesus. What well, not on the list. Um, <laughs> wait, but hold on. Chris Pratt, when he was three years old, moved to Washington, and he's like a big, like okay, Seattle well, that, sports. Okay, fan. so he. I didn't see him on any lists that I quickly looked at of best Minnesotans, but I saw him on the Wikipedia yeah. list. I didn't even click his name. I just. All right. Well, Anyone? That, okay, yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know if you. I don't know if you know the okay. first thing about Minnesota. Now okay. All right. You know, that's ne- been my next person. So I'm scrolling through the Wikipedia list of Minnesotans, and I come across the name Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Now I know the name obviously because okay. of the school where the shooting was sure. in Florida. But mm-hmm. I, but I click on her name, sure. and this woman had had a fascinating life. Born in Minneapolis in 1890, she was an American journalist, mm-hmm. author, women's suffrage advocate, and a conservationist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she lived to be 108 years old. She was, um, upon her death, an obituary in the Independent in London stated, in the history of the American environmental movement, there have been few more remarkable figures than Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. So, uh, and she's got a school named after her. So she's an honorable mention. Uh, good job on you. Um, Paul Wellstone, very uh, famous lefty senator, uh, died in a plane crash tragically in 2002. Uh, I told you, I, I think I've mentioned my story about Paul Wellstone that I that uh, in pol- political science class, AP political science in high school, I did my report. You had to do a report on like a Senate race that year. And everyone was doing like, I think it was like Hillary versus somebody. Like a, the most obvious one that was like, because it's basically pre-internet for, for yeah. uh, you know, looking up stuff. And I did Paul Wellstone and then he died. So I'm like, wow, that's like a real, you know, that's a real boon for my, for my, art- for my, uh, for my essay. Now, w- when did you claim you write, wrote this essay? Uh, in high school, maybe junior. year. No, because the election you're referring to happened in November of 2002. Hold on, who died in a plane crash then? Not Paul Wellstone. Paul Wellstone. Oh no, no, the senator from um, Ashcroft. Oh uh, yes, the guy excuse who, uh, me, Cla- uh, Cla- in Missouri. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it wasn't Paul Wellstone. It's um, it was. It was the Democrat Cla- from, her, her, from the wife just lost just Mc- lost the Senate seat. McCaskill? No, 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 no. Claire McCaskill was elected on her own right. Okay. What happened the, in Missouri? Yeah, what ha- it was John Ashcroft won, um, or excuse me, lost yes. to his. Um, I forget. So the this um, the senator was a Democrat, I think, from Missouri. He died in a plane crash. Oh, okay, uh, uh, Miz- uh, uh, Carnahan, Mel Carnahan, and then his wife. Yes, and yes, his and Gene Carnahan replaced him. Yes. So, so it, in Missouri, you do not need to be alive to run for office. Right. And so Carnahan died. He was allowed to stay on the ballot. And um, when he won, when he won, he beat Ashcroft, who then became Bush's attorney general. This is in 2000 when you're in high right. school. So this is senior of high school. Yeah, so he won. He dies October yeah, so he 16th. Won his wife did. Uh, yeah. I get a B plus on the paper. Everyone got A's. But he's like, oh, you didn't have as much information. I'm like, well, yeah, there's a lot less information on this guy than Hillary freaking Clinton. 
Uh, and this, it was like, but it was crazy. Like, my essay was better than everyone's. Also, he just didn't like me because I was disrespectful yeah. in class. Sorry. And then he quit. And my B-plus didn't count. It was amazing. It was a bigger boon than Mel Carnahan dying in a play crash. <laughs> like, he, he quit. Yeah. He literally, like, one day he, he's like, I'm not teaching guys. Let's go play football. And he just watched us play football. And the next day he was gone. He hated teaching us so much he quit in, like, November. Maybe even before the election. So... Uh, that was uh, I don't even remember that guy's name, but he sucked. And then then Andrew, yeah. the great Andrew Parver, found our our replacement teacher. He's like he literally told the school like I know a guy who teaches poli sci. He's coming Monday, and he hired our teacher for him. Um, tov. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so anyways, in Minnesota, two years later, when when the senator died in a plane crash in Minnesota, unlike Missouri, you cannot have a dead person uh, get elected. Mm-hmm. So in Minnesota, they had to replace him at the last second. Is that the Franken seat? Uh, or no? Is no, that, no that was the, no. No, Franken ended up beating Norman Coleman. That was the seat. So it was, well, no, Coleman did win against Wellstone because Wellstone died. And uh, at the last second, um, Walter Mondale, whose name will uh, come up later, was quickly added as sort of like a senior, you know, just they threw him on at the last second. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, all right, enough of that. Okay, so Lindsay Whalen's on my honorable mention list. Uh, she took the uh, Gophers women's team to the Final Four, and she won a bunch of titles uh, with the Lynx. What she she's do now? She's a coach, right? She's a coach, yeah. Then there's a million NHL Hall of Famers, um, and I don't really care about any of them. Phil Housley, all the Broughton brothers, uh, John Mariucci, Bob Johnson. There's a million of those guys. Uh, sorry, I'm not enough of a hockey fan to include any of those guys. Uh, Chief Bender is a Hall of Fame baseball player, not on the list. Jessica Lang is um, a fine actress, but uh, did not get here. There's some Nobel Prize chemists from Minnesota. I don't know who they are. The first woman to reach the North and South Pole, Anne Bancroft. Um, um, Richard Sears, the founder of Sears. Laura Ingalls Wilder, uh, who wrote Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. All, those are all the honorable mentions. Yeah, Sears uh, would have been a bigger deal 60 years ago. Now nobody cares. Yeah, Win- Winona Ryder. There's another. Now, can I get to the um, the worst? The worst of Minnesotans. Yeah, give us some These of the, the worst Minnesotans. Who, okay, Garrison Keillor always would have been on the best Minnesotans list, but oh. uh, he got canceled a couple of years ago. He got me too. Wow. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Biel just recently came out as an anti-vaxxer. Oh yeah. So she's uh, she's out. I don't know. If she's she would have made it anyway, but. Yeah, well, she's on the worst list. Uh, Michelle Bachman, obviously, on the worst list. Mm-hmm. Alex Chester, ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, uh, he's on the he's on the worst list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gretchen Carlson from Fox News. Uh, Jim Baker, member. Gretchen of the big Carlson's the having 80s. a minute because she's like leading the uh, like anti. Yes, relative she, to Fox News, she's yeah, not. Yeah, she's like because she's stepping person. up for yeah, Miss America, yeah. Or whatever. Um, yeah, um, uh, Jim Baker, the televangelist from the eighties. Jim who, Baker, uh, the touchdown maker. Yeah, um, Craig Kilborn always sort of seemed like a jerk. His Instagram um, is like is is, is yeah. blowing up. You should check it out. Yeah, ja- Jack Morris, uh, uh, the worst uh, pitcher in the Hall of yeah, Fame. And so therefore, he's this is an anti-Morris podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, Al Franken, my dad's buddy. Uh, you know, he sort of got me to it also. So uh, he went from the West to the, uh, for the best. Penal, penal. It's a penalty kick for the yeah. US. Oh, okay. I only and know then, Spanish um, and soccer terms from watching like. And, and Charles Lindbergh, who we'll get to uh, against is that my the better judgment. Well, the Lindbergh baby is on the worst list as well. He uh, couldn't even. Serve. Actually, he's not from Minnesota though. He was. He yeah, was, but he's a bad he parent. No. Well, Charles Lindbergh was bad at a lot of things. He was. He was a big anti-Semite. Oh, so he's, yeah, he worst, lost his he's on the worst list. Okay. Yeah, but but he he's also reluctantly on the best list because um, you know most pe- you know they, they got the freaking airport named after him. So mm-hmm. all right, uh, so that let, let's get to our bracket. All right. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to start in the the athletes region. Okay. Okay. All right. Our one seed is George Mikan, uh, the greatest basketball player mm-hmm. of the first, you know, sixty years of, of the my, last my century. My grandfather was telling me a story um, about a guy. He went to some game in uh, the NIT in the Garden in the forties, I think it is, and some guy like dominated, like owned Mikan, but then didn't want to play in the NBA because it like it wasn't a career. Do you know who I'm talking about? I gotta I gotta ask Grandpa about it. But um, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. He like so Mikan sucked. 
Like the finally, like the guy who was Mike and Mike and got destroyed by this guy. He just didn't want to play in the NBA. So Mike and is an right, overrated okay. clown. Okay, Mike and couldn't start dad. for your high school right now. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's come dead. The bench. But... Like if I could start Shamaria Gasner or Mike and I'd start Shamaria Gasner. <laughs> okay, but I want to talk. You know, George Mike and uh, went to DePaul. I think he was from Chicago, although Minnesota got his regional rights. The, uh, the, the, there were, but I want to talk about how much of a loyal uh, Minnesotan he was. George Mike and when the ABA gets formed, uh, the ABA asks him to become their first commissioner. And Mikan says, well, that's fine, but I live in Minneapolis, and I ain't moving to New York. So George Mikan insists that the league move their offices from New York to Minneapolis, which they do, and that they put an expansion, expansion franchise in Minneapolis because you can't have not have a team where the league office is, right? Yeah. So they put a team in Minneapolis. Uh, the, the team does not do well. They fold after the first year. So they move a second team from another, franch, uh, from another city to Minneapolis the next year. That team fails and folds as well. And after two years, Mike can uh, quit the ABA. But uh, So Mike, and, uh, a longtime Minnesotan uh, star in the NBA, star in the NBA and a uh, first commissioner of the ABA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is going against Joe Maurer, uh, the recently retired future Hall of Fame catcher for the Twins, local Minnesotan. Even had Twins, which uh, shows how on brand he is. He's the eight seed. So who's winning between Mike and Maurer? Yeah, George Mike has to. He's just so much more relevant, ultimately, in the NBA history. Yeah, yeah, he's a more significant figure. All right, uh, now we have the four seed against the five seed. The four seed is Bronco Nagorski. Now, are you familiar with Bronco Nagorski? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. All right, Bronco. Well, you want to talk about? Him yeah, for a I second? mean, to be a real contender, you'd need to be like the best at your position in history, and I don't think Nagurski is there. So I, you know, we said this well, hold a little on. bit on. Well, okay, the, so on, on Bronco Nagurski uh, bracket. Also, we said something. Well, similar. yeah, Bronco. Yeah, Bronco Nagurski is one of the greatest. You know, arguably along with Jim Thorpe, the greatest football player over the first you know fifty years of the of the NFL yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he couldn't he, um, make like the Plano East team now though. Yeah, he um, he. I think he won uh, a national championship for Minnesota. I think he won. He um, he was in the inaugural. Uh, he was a great wrestler. Fame class. Like, he, he is like Jim yeah. Thorpe, that he, but he's Canadian. A multiple-time world heavyweight champion. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. So um, he, is, he does count as a Minnesotan because he moved when he was five. But he is Canada can claim him too because he was born in Canada. Yeah, he was, he was born in Canada, moves to Minnesota, but he lives in Minnesota his whole life. He dies in Minnesota at the age of 81, mm-hmm. although he lived in International Falls, which is pretty close to Canada. So, <laughs> All right, so he's the four seed. He's going against Kevin so McHale, the five seed. he was a professional wrestler afterwards, like a WWE type, except the WWE doesn't exist yet. Uh, well, we have another professional wrestler in this bracket. Uh, uh, spoiler. But, uh, okay, so Bronco Nagurski's the four seed. He's going against Kevin McHale, the five seed. Uh, I, I'm going to vote for Nagurski just because McHale screwed over Minnesota royally. He was a terrible GM for the Timberwolves. Uh, you know, he ruined Kevin Garnett's prime, and then he traded yeah. uh, Garnett uh, Boss. He's Fine, more so let's do Nagurski, but then I, let's put Mike in over. Let's do, you know, pods of four. So let's do Mike in over Nagurski. Okay, so Mike in's going right to I the I want to do uh, the ice eight, cream so in good. pods of four or eight also, by the way. It's, uh, okay. That's the only way. All right. Uh, now we got the three six matchup. Uh, the three seed is Kirby Puckett. Uh, like George Mikan, uh, he's originally from Chicago, but uh, made his life in Minnesota. Beloved in Minnesota, uh, could have been elected governor of Minnesota nearly unanimously. Uh, he, things did not end so well for Kirby, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No, is he he's canceled against, also? Well, uh, you know, he 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 would have been canceled if what happened to him happened in two thousand nineteen, but instead it happened like two thousand you know mm-hmm. five and then Before he died. Cared. So okay. Yeah, uh, things did not go so well for him, unfortunately. At the end, uh, Paul Molitor, um, also from Minnesota. Um, I mean, it's impossible to pick Molitor over over a Kirby. Impossible. Okay, I mean, fine. So we'll put Kirby. All right. Yeah. So Kirby advances, and now now the two seven matchup like is the most David boring star of all time. Well, I mean, he was like a cokehead in the eighties, but he uh, cleaned up his act, mm. and then he was not very successful as the Twins manager. So yeah, okay. So he he's out now. Now let's uh, go to the two seed. The two seed 
is Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield in 2004, the, ESPN. The Spanish player uh, like doing a free kick right now has oh one God. of the worst tackles I've ever seen. Stop talking about a live Women's World Cup game that will not be relevant by the time this podcast comes out. Okay? Mm-hmm. Stop. Uh, Dave Winfield. In 2004, ESPN ranked the greatest athletes of all time. Dave Winfield was number three on their list. He was uh, obviously a baseball Hall of Famer. Yeah, could have, could have been an all-star hits. in any sport, they say. Yes. Drafted by the NBA. Drafted in the NFL. He didn't even play college football. Right. So he's the two-seed. Tremendous athlete. He's going against Larry Fitzgerald, uh, arguably the greatest receiver uh, of the uh, post-Jerry Now, Rice one era. of the interesting things is that people like... Mauer's from Minnesota and Kirby's from Minnesota or no? No, Kirby is from Chicago, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Some of these guys moved to Minnesota, made their lives that's, there, that's and some of them were born Kirby, in Minnesota. But Mauer's from Minnesota, like you know, you have well, Mauer's to... literally spent every second of his life in Minnesota. That's what I'm saying. So. Mauer is a true blue Minnesotan, whereas yeah. um, you know Winfield is is also a true blue Minnesotan. He's from St. Paul, but where is um, well, Dave Winfield but, went to the same college but, as uh, the same high school, excuse me, as Joe Mauer did. But Winfield did not make his bones in Minnesota at all. He never played for the Twins, right? Yeah, what are you talking about? He had three thousand hits for the Twins. Winfield? Oh, we got it. Yes, the Twins have the Twins have a rule that every great right ninety three signs every great great baseball player, whether it's Terry Steinbach or whether it's Ken Herbeck or you know, they all have to play for the Twins at one point. So Dave Winfield came back, Paul Molitor came back. They both got their three seven. One and a half seasons for the Twins. Yeah, but he also went to University of Minnesota, starred there. It's Winfield's also one of those players that doesn't really have a home because he's a Yankee and a Padre. You know. The same way, like Piazza yeah. is like totally. Well, I mean, Piazza again, has like Winfield two identifies homes. With, yeah. Piazza is like beloved completely by the Mets and the Dodgers, whereas Winfield. All right. Well, either like, way, we're putting Winfield in ahead of Fitz, oh, right? Yeah, I mean, Fitz has just no connection now. It's it's interesting because his dad still works at some paper that that you know uh, nobody's Nobody actually cares ever about Googled. But like, yeah. The only reason people are aware of his dad is because uh, now he was like a ball boy for the Vikings, and he, you know he was involved more as a youth. But yeah. So and then I say we put Dave Winfield ahead of Kirby Puckett as well. No, I think he's Kirby, a better all. I, well, I mean, Kirby's, Kirby's not so from beloved. Minnesota, so I'll say fine. Like Kirby's literally not from Minnesota. Yeah, but again, but when somebody moves there and then makes their whole life there, it's not like he spent his off season somewhere else. Did he, he moved did there. He his die whole life in Minnesota. Was there. No, he actually because he was so shameful at the end, everything bad that happened, he actually moved to Arizona and he died there about a year later. Mm, so okay, I I won't I won't yeah. you know. If you're born and died in another state, I think uh, you're you're not you're not making it. To I agree. Today. Born in so, Chicago, died. I love in Kirby, but. All right. Okay. So Dave Winfield, uh, moving on. Okay. Now let's move to the uh, the uh, let's move to the icons region. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The one seed here, Charles Lindbergh. You know, considered one of the greatest Americans. I thought he's one of the uh, worst ones. Des- you said. Well, I get. I'm saying until until he decided to become a uh, rabid uh, Nazi. So uh, I'm voting against Charles Lindbergh. Why is the he eight one seed, seed he's going then? against. Because, again, he, I mean, he is, you know, he, on any list of great Minnesotans, he's going to be at the top, unfortunately. Henry Ford is going to be on the top of great Michiganders, and like Charles Lindbergh has an airport named after him, and like Charles Lindbergh was an anti-Semite, so, and a Nazi sympathizer. Okay. So, um, I say that the eight seed uh, upsets him. The eight seed is John Madden, a great coach, a better uh, announcer, and a best uh, video game. So John Madden, I want to know his Minnesota credentials. Really, if we had more time, I would have liked everyone's. Well, every time he did a Vikings game, he would drop the fact that he was from Minnesota. He mentioned it all the time. Okay, on the so era. he's born in Minnesota. He doesn't live in Minnesota, though, right? I think he lives in Southern California. Well, he lived on a bus and drove around the country. Well, he doesn't live in the bus. Game. He just drives on the bus, and then he <laughs> sleeps there. Yeah. So he's um, born in Austin, Minnesota. Do you know where that is? Austin's also upstate somewhere. But he went to high school in time. California. All right, so but I don't want Charles Lindbergh to advance. But all right, you want to make Lindbergh advance, and then I mean then he shouldn't be we'll in the bracket. But but Madden is you know from Minnesota, like I'm from Canada. 
You've never lived in Minnesota. You Canada. You've no connection here. What the hell are you talking about? I was about? there once. Okay. All right. So who are you picking, Lindbergh or Madden? I don't care. Lindbergh. Okay. All right. So Akiva yet again uh, sides with the uh, the neo Nazi. Unsurprising. Well, why'd you put him in the All bracket? Right, the four or five matchup. The four or five matchup here. Talk about your uh, political uh, controversial figures. The four is Jesse Ventura, uh, Jesse the Body. Famous uh, wrestler, uh, even more famous, I'd argue, as a professional wrestler than Bronco Nagurski, runs for governor in 1998. I think he's, like, oh. very emblematic of Minnesota, though. So the, maybe it should be the most Minnesotan. Maybe this bracket is who's the most Minnesotan. Well, but Jesse Ventura's like a, oh, a wacko with a ponytail and crazy conspiracy but that's, theories that's now. that's Minnesotans and, for you. No, it's really not. No, Minnesota's po- political reputation is being super liberal, and, you know. All right, um... And Jesse Ventura is going against the five-seed Alan Page. Alan Page is one of, I think, only two defensive players to win MVP. Then uh, later became a judge. Uh, just retired after being a judge in the Minnesota Supreme Court for like 20, 30 years. So that's the state so, uh, Supreme Court? The Minnesota State Supreme Court, yes. It's not great. Um, <laughs> no, I'm saying like nobody cares who's on the state Supreme Court. If he, No, because sometimes you have someone like Steve Largen or um, Tom Osborne who goes to you know Congress. Uh, you know, yeah. that's impressive. Alan Page has also uh, written like a, uh, like a, ch- a best-selling children's book. Mm-hmm. He's a beloved figure. I mean, I would vote for Alan Page over Jesse Ventura, but uh, who do you want to vote for here? Alan Page, for sure. Uh, okay. Oh, you do. Okay. So Jesse uh, knocked out in the first round. All right. Mm-hmm. He got the body. three seed versus the six seed. Now, I got a couple of fictional characters in here, as you'll see. The three seed is Charles and William Mayo, the brothers who founded the Mayo Clinic, uh, you know, one of the most famous important hospitals in the world. Uh, good job by them. The six seed, though, is the Pillsbury Doughboy, who I feel like you are much more, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, has mattered, has had a much bigger impact on your life than the Mayo Clinic, I would argue. So who is it versus the Pillsbury Doughboy? Uh, the guys who uh, founded uh, the Mayo Clinic. Yeah, I'm going with Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no shocker there. All right, and then in the 2-7 matchup in the Icon region, we got a couple of fictional characters. We have Paul Bunyan, who uh, is maybe the, the greatest Minnesotan of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you even? I don't know how big Paul Bunyan is outside of Minnesota. I mean, everyone you know knows who, who he is. is. Everyone knows. Everyone's oh, okay. heard of Paul Bunyan. I don't know if right, everyone knows who he is. What's the name of his ox? Give me three options. Uh, uh, Richard the Red Ox. <laughs> Can't see the yellow ox or, or Babe the blue ox. No, nobody knows what his ox's name is. No, it's it's Babe the blue ox. Okay, all right. Um, and so Paul Bunyan's going against Betty Crocker again. I think Betty Crocker, beloved by you, I'm sure you've had many of her uh, her her cookies and her brownies and, and her other products over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Betty Crocker is uh, Betty Crocker. I like Betty Crocker. Yeah, I think Paul Bunyan has to win. Okay, fine. Paul Bunyan's emblematic of Minnesota. I mean, Paul Bunyan versus Jesse Ventura would have been a great matchup later on because it's like the real version versus the fake version. I mean, but, you can't um, even get 32 real, real people one, in your bracket. Your state kind of stinks. No offense. No, I just I thought that we had some iconic artificial art. You're going to get a lot of um, hate from the Minnesotans. The Jolly Green Giant, by the way, another Minnesota. By the way, Rob, character. if he's listening still right now, is totally <laughs> fine that we did not do this live. <laughs> All right, who are you voting for, Paul? Well, but we would have had a room full of local Minnesotans who would have had strong opinions, would have been cheering for names I'm mentioning, and, you know. Um, there's a lot of people I saw on Greatest Minnesota lists, by the way, that nobody outside of Minnesota has heard of, but they're very important in Minnesota, so I don't, I, I cut them all because, you know, you're, you're an East Coaster. So, mm-hmm. all right, who are you voting for, Bunyan or Crocker? Let's go Bunyan. All right, fine, Bunyan advances. All right, and then, um, oh, you said we're doing the pod. So, Charles Lindbergh against Alan Page. Uh, Alan Page. Yeah, we're a football podcast. Uh, Charles Lindbergh, uh, you're a piece of shit. Uh, although, good job flying. And uh, Pillsbury Doughboy against Paul Bunyan. I say Doughboy. I say Paul Bunyan, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I like the real Doughboys more than the Pillsbury Doughboys. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh yeah, he's also the namesake to your podcast. That's another one. I didn't even think about that. All right, okay, now let's go to the, the leaders region. All okay. right. The eight seed in the leaders region, I only put her on because there's a uh, non-zero chance that she might be the next president, uh, Amy Klobuchar. I feel like a year from now, either she'll be a two seed or she will be uh, off this bracket altogether. You're Probably unfamiliar the with the term non-zero, which does not mean zero, which is Amy Klobuchar's <laughs> chances of... Yes. All right. Now, number one is Warren Burger, the most uh, significant Supreme Court justice of the 20th century, right. possibly all okay. time. I don't know. His uh, the, you know, he was his decisions, Supreme Court justice for like him. 17 years. Yeah, the, the liberal court that sort of set a whole bunch of precedents in the 60s and 70s and 80s. Yeah, so Burger so beats clearly, Yes, for sure. All right. Uh, now the four-five matchup is an interesting one. We got uh, uh, J. Paul Getty, who was the the founder of Getty Oil Company, very famous, very rich man, against Walter Mondale, who Walter Mondale is considered the vice president who sort of defined the modern vice presidency as sort of an active uh, job where you didn't just sit there waiting for the president to die. Uh, a very a very active vice president under Jimmy Carter, and then he runs for president himself in 1984, uh, loses every single state except for Minnesota and the District of Columbia, which is not even a state. And um, so he got his tush uh, wiped there, and then as uh, but he's sort of a, a senior beloved uh, political figure in Minnesota to this day. He's still kicking at like ninety four. So yeah, I you could vote for Mondale or Getty over Mondale easily because Mondale, Mondale is you know once you ru- like the worst thing you could do is run for president and lose, and uh, you know losing forty nine to fifty states means you're uh, Busha. So forget about it. Yeah, but here's my here's my, here's my argument. Mondale still in his 90s, still proudly living uh, in Minnesota. Okay, uh, he he he's a great. I mean, I'm he sure there's Minnesota. lots of old ladies in nursing homes who also love Minnesota. Who you know didn't okay. lose forty nine to one? Getty, Getty, listen to this. Um, yeah. Once the family became millionaires, the, they moved to Los Angeles to to escape the harsh Minnesota winters. Mm-hmm. So he's like a traitor, if anything. All right, so he'll lose he's the also, next round. Did Did you see that movie uh, last year about his uh, his grandson's kidnapping? What was it called? Uh, it was it was the one that was famous because it had to be reshot because um because um oh the, the Kevin Spacey hate, movie um, no no yeah, I did yeah, not yeah. see the Kevin Spacey film no he wasn't in it the no, guy who, what's his name played it. him I didn't and see it, it um all the money in the world okay. um, that's what it's called mm-hmm. it was um what's his name started in it remember they refilmed the whole thing with Christopher Plummer mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm familiar with it but I I don't I, I didn't see yeah it. yeah all right so I would vote for Paul Wellstone but um whatever you want no Getty, I thought it was Getty I, versus uh, Mondale there's no Wellstone. Uh, that's what I meant. I would vote for, for okay. Mondale. No, Getty you want. Okay, whatever. You Warren Burger's going to beat him in the next yeah, round, yeah. correct? Yeah, Burger beats him. Okay, good. Okay, fine. All right, now, um, it, along with Kirby Puckett, one of the most beloved Minnesotans locally, Hubert H. Humphrey, uh, you know, a, a liberal crusading uh, senator in the 40s and 50s, sort of one of the people who really pushed uh, the Democratic Party. To people mostly know him because his name was on the Metrodome for so long. The Metrodome, yes. Uh, HHH, great name. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his his, his grandson or, or son or grandson was Skip Humphrey, was the one who lost now, the Democratic candidate. Now, I think the real Triple lost. H is a bigger deal than Herbert Hubert Humphrey. <laughs> Like, if they were both right, on this um, bracket from Minnesota, I think Triple H wins. Yeah. Who doesn't like Triple um, H at this uh, point? He's, he's an icon. Well, again, Hugh Humphrey was vice president. He, um, you know, only lost in 68 because of, I mean, the absolute disaster of the 68 Democratic um, campaign, which actually will involve uh, the two seed. And that's why I kind, of, I kind of want Humphrey to advance here. I mean, I think he will because the 2 3 matchup will be very interesting if he does. He's going against William Orville Douglas, who's another Supreme Court, Supreme Court justice. He was the longest tenured Supreme Court justice of all time, 36 years for Douglas. Yeah, I go with HHH here. Yeah, a lot of Minnesota. Uh, Harry Blackman was on the court along with Berger, so there mm-hmm. were two Minnesotans at the same time. All right, HHH advances. All right, uh, now the two seed, and it's interesting that I made Humphrey the three seed and Eugene McCarthy the two seed. Eugene McCarthy. 
an absolute beloved senator. He he ran for president as sort of the anti-war candidate in 68. And he was sort of the candidate who every sort of intellectual of that era, like, um, you know, RFK was the one who sort of was beloved by the masses because he was good looking and he was and he was a uh, and he was a Kennedy. But Eugene McCarthy's the one who was sort of the intellectual candidate and mm-hmm. was sort of seen as too much of an intellectual to ever win. But um, he was the one who sort of created the space by becoming anti-war that allowed, you know, um, Kennedy and some others to follow suit in 68. Mm-hmm. So a beloved guy. And he's against Herb Brooks uh, in the leaders region, the seventh seed, who uh, led the U.S. to the greatest, uh, the Miracle on Ice. Yeah, I think Miracle on Ice wins it for, for Herbie. Oh, so I wanted a rematch of our two senators, but uh, you have Herb Brooks advancing as a seventh seed. I think Fine. you should advance. Yeah. All right. And then Herb Brooks against Hubert Humphrey. Uh, Hubert Humphrey has to win. Yeah, I agree. Herb, Herb Brooks did one thing. All right. Um now, but of course, Humphrey is, uh, you know, he's most famous for, for being a loser because you think people who lose presidential uh, yeah, races. Yeah, that's true. And he lost, to, he lost to Nixon, which is not great. But all right. Okay, let's go to the last region, which is the culture region. Uh, this is very, very stacked region. The one seat is Bob Dylan. I have him going against Rocky and Bullwinkle. And even two on one, uh, Dylan's going to advance here, right? Yeah. Now, uh, Dylan's Minnesota CV. He does not live there anymore, right? He does not live. Well, um, I think he may have a home there, but I don't think he lives there. Mm-hmm. Correct. He grew up there. He grew up in uh, in Hibbing. He uh he uh you know Robert Zimmerman. He's also on the best Jewish Minnesotans list. Yeah, he's from best Jewish Minnesotans. Yeah, I would imagine if he's on if he's a one seat on the regular Minnesotans, (laughs) he's also yeah. He went he went to camp with my aunt, uh, Camp uh, Herzl. Uh, He is uh, believed to live primarily in Point Doom by Malibu, but he also owns property around the world. Yes, I'm sure he owns a few properties. Uh, he's a Nobel, a Nobel winner as well, by the way. Um, all right. The 4 or 5 matchup. Uh, a couple of uh, iconic cultural leaders. F. Scott Fitzgerald, who obviously most famous for writing The Great Gatsby, but wrote a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, he wrote Benjamin Button, which was that movie a couple years ago, mm-hmm. which was eh. Um, and he's going against the 5C Charles Schultz, who uh, created Peanuts. Yeah. F. Scott Fitzgerald now, he, versus Charles Schultz? Yes. This is tough seating for F. Scott Fitzgerald, no? Well, you'll, the top three um, seeds in this in this region are absolutely killer. So, OJ is OJ in the region. <laughs> so, uh, right, F. Scott dies incredibly young in California, so he can't have spent too much time in. Uh, he's born in St. Paul. Uh, yeah, this is the toughest region, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the three of the f- three of the likely final four participants, if it was randomized, are all in this region. Right. So. Uh, All right, who are you picking? F. Scott Fitzgerald or Charles Schultz? This is tough. I'm a I big mean, it's the Great Gatsby guy. versus Peanuts. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I think I'm a Peanuts guy. I'm going with, with, uh, with Charlie Sh- Char- Chuck. Schultz. Right, I mean, e- either one is losing to Dylan in the next round, so it doesn't really matter. Sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, now we have the three-six matchup. The three is another uh, duo. It's the Cone Brothers. Is F. Scott Fitzgerald considered a one-hit wonder from Great Gatsby? Does anybody care about any of his other books? He only has a few other books to begin with. Well, Benjamin Button, as I just said, was a movie, so that was somewhat high profile. What's that? I mean, he also died pretty story? young. So I think it's a short story. Maybe The Great Gatsby yeah, is one story. of the greatest, probably five novels of the 20th okay, century. Okay, so but, you know, but Harper Lee is considered a one-hit wonder, right? So is. Uh, but she literally was a one-hit wonder right. until she was in her 90s, anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, okay, the Coen Brothers are the three seed. They're going against Judy Garland uh, from The Wizard of Oz, among uh, many other films. Cone brothers are clearly advancing here, right? I think so. Yes, but we're also of a different generation. Like we don't. Really Judy Garland, another Judy Garland, Minnesotan so. that did not live to fifty at all. Does this pretend poorly for she me? She died in England, buried not buried in it. She's buried in Hollywood forever. Yeah, uh, not five feet tall. Okay, 
All right. Uh, and then the last matchup in this region, the two-seed Prince mm-hmm. going against Sinclair Lewis. Now, did you have to read any Sinclair Lewis books in high school? Uh, what, did, what did he write? The, the meatpacking thing? No. <laughs> the Jungle was written by... Um, Upton Sinclair. Upton Sinclair. Thank yeah. you, yes. No, Sinclair Lewis, I think, is most... Well, oh, he's another guy who won the Nobel Prize, by the way. So we got a lot of uh, Nobel Prize winners. What did this guy so write? I'm that. not familiar with this clown. Okay, so he wrote Main Street. He wrote Babbitt. He wrote... I'm going through his, uh, his, his sort of list of uh, stories he wrote. I believe this guy is most famous for nothing. He is not famous. I definitely read... I think I read Main Street in high school is what I read. I'm surprised this guy has a Wikipedia page. Who's he going against? He's losing. May, yeah, Main Street won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1930. Ah, please. So. A lot of things win the Nobel Prize that aren't interesting. <laughs> He's not famous at all. all right. If well, you read it, him, it's because you're from Minnesota. Okay, all right. Now, no, I read it at MTA, which was in New York. Oh, okay. So, well. Yeah. All right, okay. Now, the 2-3 matchup here, the toughest second-round matchup in this entire tournament. It's the Cone Brothers against Prince. So I got a DM from a Minnesotan saying, don't let Prince win. Uh, and then they, uh, you know, they said bad things about Prince. How did they know they were doing this? Well, I asked them if they had any takes. They said, "Don't let Prince win." Oh, all right. Well, but that's an unpo- that's an that's an uncommon Minnesota. So take. I'm going to say Cohen so. Brothers, and then Dylan over Cohen. No, no, no. The pr- Prince has to fine. Beat Prince, but then sorry. let's let's let Dylan beat Prince because okay, Prince so might get canceled from what I'm from what I'm reading here. Well, well, I mean, he was highly sexual. Is that your issue? I mean, is that what Harvey Weinstein's defense attorney is saying? <laughs> All right, let's not compare the great prince to the garbage Harvey Weinstein. Okay. But, all right, uh, Al, wh- what state is he from, by the way? California? What state is, is who from? Har- uh, Harvey? Harvdog? I mean, probably from Brooklyn. I don't know. Harvdog. I don't know. Um, yes, he's from New York City, New York. So he's, he's from not, Flushing, he seems, Queens. Yeah, he seems like uh, he grew up with like Trump. I don't know. All right, so Harvey Watson can be in the greatest New Yorkers bracket. Um, all right. Uh, now, who is advancing to the Final Four from the Icons region? Is it Alan Page or Paul Bunyan? I'll say Alan Page. Paul Bunyan's fake, uh, right? Yeah. So uh, a great justice, a great, uh, you know, po- perhaps the greatest defensive tackle in NFL history. We are a football podcast, ostensibly. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's figure out the other two final four entrants. So from the athletes region, Alan Page, by the way, not in the athletes region because he did so much more. Is it going to be George Mikan or Dave Winfield? Mikan. Yeah, Mikan's just such an icon for uh, what he did um, in his sport, even though, as you said, he uh, you know, mm-hmm. probably could not play in Division Three today. All right, and then uh, the final, from the leaders region, who's going to the Final Four? Is it Warren Berger or Hubert H. Humphrey? You don't like people who lose the presidency. Yeah, Warren Berger. Famous so, all right, Supreme so it's Court ju- Justice. Justice Berger. All right, now we have a Final Four. It's George Mikan, Warren Berger, Alan Page, and Bob Dylan. So we have three one seeds, and then Alan Page, the five seed, is our Cinderella here. So let's start Dylan versus Page. Does Alan Page have any chance of pulling off an upset here? No, it's the, no. We all know who's winning this bracket, and and Dylan's advancing here. All right, okay. So uh, Bob Dylan advances over Alan Page. Uh, good job, Alan Page. All right, and then George Mikan versus Warren Berger. It has to be Berger. Mikan, uh, not yeah, even from Berger versus Dylan, and and congratulations to Bob Dylan on being the greatest Minnesotan. Yeah, not not a big upset there. No, not a big surprise. I, I think whoever wins the Dylan Prince matchup is the winner for sure. Yeah. Well, you wanted Prince to lose to the Cone Brothers. In well, the I was got Prince was the heavy favorite this morning, and then Team Dylan sent in a ringer to say, make sure that Prince doesn't win. <laughs> I don't want us to get canceled. We've historically been very accurate. We famously killed Roger Ailes on this podcast yes, uh, we did. in the semifinals. So I don't know, you know, like I, you know, I don't want to be on the wrong side of history for once. There, yeah. was, a funny, there um, was a funny tweet going around today, which was like Ben Shapiro 
tweeted like six years ago. Like anyone who says they're on the right side of history is the world's biggest loser. Like that's such a dorky phrase. And that's the left side of the tweet. And the right side of the tweet is like, buy my new book. And his new book is called The Right Side of History. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not a big surprise there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we are an anti-Ben uh, Shapiro podcast. I think we've been on record for that. All right, so Bob Dylan is the greatest Minnesota. Now, should we try and get Bob Dylan on the podcast? Yeah, no, try. I think we just have to invite him. <laughs> I'll, I'll hit him up yeah, on now, LinkedIn. I, I've discussed before, his, uh, his grandchildren are, uh, went to school with, uh, with uh, my family at Tor Academy. Yeah, I feel like that's a, his, that's a pretty big his flex adopted, in like fourth grade, but then nobody yeah. believes you because it's too big of a flex, you know? Yeah. His, First of all, yeah, your friends adopt- don't know who that is, and then you have this weird thing where like your friends' parents and grandparents are like, oh, invite this guy over. Yeah, so his, his adopted daughter married um, Peter Himmelman, and their kids went to Tor Academy, and one of them was in my, my brother's class, was in Sammy's class, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, the extent of my relationship is that I'm like Facebook friends with them, so okay. that's about it. All right, so Bob Dylan, greatest Minnesotan. Mazel um, tov to Bobby D. Yeah, tough break for the Chester family. We got no entrance to the bracket. No, I but, mean, if you had um, put Jerry on, I would have had Jerry win. Jerry's great. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Sammy Chester somehow has a podcast on her network now that I've never listened to. Yeah, uh, it's very good, honestly. It's better than ours. People really like it. I've never listened. Maybe maybe in movie season in like November, I'll listen for the first time. Yeah. Everyone check out 90 Day Fiance. If you're a big 90 Day Fiance fan, hit me up so we can talk about it. I have a lot of takes. <laughs> I really want you to watch it for next week, Chester. It's so good. You know what I did that was dumb? If it's a 40-minute episode, fine. But two hours, that's just ridiculous. Can, you know, do you know what I did? Um, that was dumb. You watched uh, 90 Day Fiance. No, I went to else? the Wikipedia and I sort of read through it because I'm like, I'm never going to watch oh. the show. And now yeah. like, I read the first five seasons of Wikipedia, so I can't really watch it because it's too big. Of, it's like a 20-something hour commitment for like what I already know is going to happen. Um, so stupid. Like If I could wipe my brain of like who won every Survivor season or stuff like that. Imagine if you didn't know who won any football season. You could just binge football in the offseason. Yeah. <laughs> there's, that, there's that group that tries to see who can go the longest without knowing the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, without knowing. But they don't care about the Super Bowl. Like, for me, it would be like, you know, because I would be excited to find out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next week, we'll talk about Nine Day Fiance uh, on the podcast. Uh, if you have any ideas, we need a few more shows before we get... Are we doing all 32 teams? I feel like we should do all 32 teams now that I don't have a job. Oh, the NFL? Uh, well, we should do 32, uh, te- uh, maybe like two episodes, you know, double podcasts. Like, you know, two teams in a podcast. All right. Well, you're in charge of that. So if you want to do that, um, start over. Okay. okay. All right, Keith. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Sometimes
Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.